so strong and two yards to get. He's the best player on the field, and you don't give him the football. There he is. You've got a guy that's been borderline unstoppable in this part of the field. I can't believe the call. Just run the ball with Cam Obachowski and Tom Hines. What's going on, everybody? We are back after uh, taking week five off, thanks to uh, Tom Hines being ill and me on the road. Uh, We were not able to get that episode to you, so we will be coming at you with six, uh, week six review. So we're going to review week six, do a little uh, temperature check here from cold to hot on teams, players, everything. We are a quarter of the way or third of the way through the season now. So, you know, we have, we have some games under our belts. It's not week one. It's not week two. We can kind of figure out what to expect from teams, players, everything like that. So we're going to go over that. We're going to talk about pretty tough bye week as well. Some really strong teams, the bills, the Rams, Vikings, and Eagles for fantasy. So we'll talk about the fill-ins there, but we will start with two of the uh, hottest, most popular teams right now in football from being terrible bottom of the barrel teams to possibly good teams. We'll, we'll discuss our thoughts, but start off with the Jets. So the Jets have been a huge surprise bottom to, I think pretty much everyone could consider them, you know, the, the worst team in football last year, but they have actually started the season very strong and, you know, they've had some good wins They're They've been very solid and it's, it's been impressive. They just beat the dolphins and, you know, they've, they've looked legit and four and two, two losses. I don't know. I, I, I think this is tough for me. I am, I'm I'm room temperature. I don't know about you, Tom Hines. I, I think they could be really good, but I am I'm not sold yet. I think there's some factors here of why they've done well. Yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, they beat the Dolphins. Uh, putting up 40 points against any team is impressive, regardless of the defense. But they did beat the Dolphins with a third string quarterback, uh, and Tua was out that game. Um, they beat the Packers, who I thought would be a good team, but they've kind of been fizzling out. Um, and they lost to the Ravens and the Bengals, which are two good teams. So it's kind of tough to, I guess, see are they really that good or did they get lucky in a couple games and, and play some backups? Or I'm not sure, to be honest. This one's tough still, for me at least. Yeah, and the thing too about this win against the Dolphins, so I know – Last week, they had four rushing touchdowns. This week, they had two rushing touchdowns. And, or sorry, uh, uh, last week, they had two rushing touchdowns against the Packers. And then against the Dolphins, they had five. So <laughs> there's a lot of rushing. One from Brees Hall, two from Michael Carter. Braxton Berrios had one. Zach Wilson had one. So it's good. Like it's not that they don't deserve that or, or anything, but Zach Wilson, he's just, he's not really, he's, he's bad. He, yeah, he, he's not throwing the ball. This, this win that they got against the Packers, he was 10 for 18, which is 
somewhat efficient, but I just I think they're really counting on the run. So if you play a tough run defense, we're playing the Patriots and the Bills in that division. I think it's going to be tough, and that's just why I'm not believing in them a ton. I think it would be beneficial to go back to Flacco. I don't think Wilson is great. I guess we'll yeah for sure we'll kind of see there, yeah. but I, I think they're going to be figured out. Yeah, for sure Flacco's better. I don't think that's much of a uh, contest, unfortunately, for Wilson. Um, and it definitely helps that Brees Hall is playing like a top 10 running back, yeah. which I did not expect. Yeah, I wasn't so, huge on him either. I just thought, you know, bad team and everything. But if he gets opportunities, we, we knew he was good. It was just how good can he be on a bad offense? And the offense has been middle of the pack. Yeah, I mean, he's averaging uh, 17 points per week for fantasy. That's really solid. Three straight games with a rushing touchdown. Um, so he's, just, he's been playing very well. Um, and good for fantasy. I think he was drafted, like, not super late, but what was he, like, fourth or fifth round, somewhere around that range? Yeah, usually around the flex zone, for sure. Yeah, so definitely good value if you got him. Yeah, and other team in New York, so we got the Giants who are five and one very impressive here i think at this point you know with with all the hate and everything they they've proved it i think it's hard to deny that they are you know have have the potential to be a good team this year how are you feeling about uh temperature check on the giants what do you think here yeah they're definitely doing really well i would say hot for sure they turn into a team that was I, I think the Jets were the worst team last year. I think, honestly, the Giants gave the Jets a run for the money. They were running QB sneaks on second down and then again on third down. I mean, that's pretty tragic. And then to be able to turn that around, now a lot of lists have them as a, a top 10 team in the league. Uh, definitely on on a hot streak, and they have some softball matchups coming up, so they should be able to continue it um, for the near future. The only thing I don't love is, as far as fantasy goes, only Saquon is really fantasy relevant. It's kind of weird to have a top 10 team where only one player on the team is startable. Yeah, I think uh, Daniel Jones and Bellinger, the tight end, are good bi-week fill-ins if you really, really need someone. I know I started uh, Bellinger in a 12-person league, and he scored a touchdown last week, 15 points. So I think those are good bi-week fill-ins but you're right you're not starting those guys every week and this is it's similar where the offense runs through the running back but Saquon is a good pass catcher too and the wide receivers have been doing just enough it's one of those where you're not going to have a number one guy it's going to be you know four catches for four or five different players and it works I think the difference between last year and this year is they were losing close games and now they're winning close games so if it keeps going that way they're going to have success it's just you know those close one possession games can they do what it takes you know have a game winning drive or have their defense make a stop and it's been working for them this year you know both of those yes yeah, so i like to correct my earlier statement uh graham gano is the prk5 kicker so okay there are two fantasy two giants. Yep. and same, yep. same amount of points you're getting from saquon and graham gano uh, pretty close, yep. yeah. I think <laughs> the PRK two running back and the PRK five kicker pretty yeah. much interchangeable. But more points than any of those wide receivers. So. Yeah, I was just looking at them and they're bad. Yeah, um, Tony's averaging two point two, Galladay's averaging one point one, Slayton's averaging three point eight. So just really nobody that is worth starting. Yeah, so they're gonna. 
they're going to win games, but yeah. So Saquon, Saquon and Graham Gano are good ones. And so these teams have been really good. Another five and one team. So the Minnesota Vikings, they have one of the most stacked offenses, I guess, running back, running backs. Madison has looked good along with Cook. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, very strong. Kirk Cousins, as many jokes as we make, is a solid quarterback. I would say top 12, maybe in the league, maybe 15. He's he's good. He's solid. He's not great. He is sexy, though. But they're they're five and one. I, I think this is a hot team. I think similar to the Giants, they've finally gotten it together. They're looking good. And the reason I really like them is, as we'll discuss a little later, too, the Packers are on the opposite end. They're looking bad. They're looking slow. So I do like the Vikings here because they have the Bears and the Lions in their division. If they can beat all three of those teams, they're going to win the division and be in a good spot. Yeah, I'm slightly lower on them than you are just because they almost lost to the Lions, almost lost to the Saints, almost. Well, I guess the Bears, they had a seven-point win, but still pretty close. I mean, you flipped two of those games and we're not having this conversation anymore. Yeah, but I think that's the same with the Giants too. They've been in those close games. Yeah, that's true. But the, the Giants, like, I mean, the fact that the Giants are even making it this far is enough to The Giants you just have lower expectations for, so. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I do like the Vikings. Um, I just, I'm not super sold on them until the defense can play a little bit better. Letting up 22 points to the Bears is pretty rough. They, like, don't know how to throw the ball. Yep. Um, I think when they played the Saints, it was a Taysom Hill. They got like a billion touchdowns. Oh, yeah. That just isn't fair. I don't know. Yeah, Taysom Hill yeah. had a touchdown. Latavius Murray had a touchdown. Um, so it's – I don't know. I'd like to see the defense play a little bit better before I consider them to be like a really like elite team. But I do like their chances to win a division, like you said, because the Packers are just so bad. Yeah, that's why I like them. I think they're going to do just enough um, in that in that struggling division that the Packers have always won. Bears and Lions haven't looked good in years and years and years. So I think that, you know, kind of similar to the Titans or Colts in their division, you know, it's you don't have to be a great team. You know, maybe they're a top five team, but it's because of the schedule. It's because of the division. So I do like them moving forward and everything. Like I said, five and one getting to the not so well performing team. So we have the Bucks are next. They are. At the top of their division at three and three. Are you warm, cold? What, what do you think on this? Bucks have blown some big games. They lost to the Steelers, which no one expected. But uh, what's your what, what's your temperature check on this one? Cold, for sure. Um, they've been playing terrible. The O-line's beat up. Brady has just been making a lot of bad throws, a lot of dumb mistakes. The wide receivers can't stay healthy. Lenny's gained like 50 pounds. Um, Barrels into the end zone. It helps. It honestly might make him better based on how, you know, grab those passes if you can't get them down because he's been the the go-to guy. Yeah, I mean, I think it's bad news for the Bucs. They're in real trouble of losing the division to the Falcons of all teams. They're tied. Yeah. Um, It's bad. If the the Bucs were in a division with – teams that like were actually like not that bad they would not be winning the division no way you throw the vikings in that division the vikings are winning it you throw anybody in the nfc west into that division they're winning it 
Yeah. Um, honestly, you throw the Giants in that division, I think the Giants are going to win it. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous how bad they're playing. I think Brady only has like five touchdown passes, maybe six through six games, which is pretty bad. Um, the defense just has not looked as good as they had in the past. They let the Chiefs score 41 points on them, which is, is ridiculous. Um, they almost lost to the Falcons. So it's, I don't know, I, I don't think they're playing very well. Yeah, I'm, I'm room temperature on this one. I still think that there's a lot of talent on the team. I think guys have been injured and whatever you want to call Brady's social problems, family problems, whatever you want to call it. I, I think that I think that's the biggest thing that we need to focus on is that Brady is clearly having issues and the team's good when Brady's good. I think the morale is high and everything and – I just, to me, it's it's hard to bet against Brady. I think there's a ton of talent on the team. Evans, Godwin, Fournette has been playing well. It's just the pass catchers, you know, they need to step up a little bit. So in a division where the Falcons are tied with you, I still see them edging this out. I know it's not pretty. It hasn't looked good. But this is another one, too, where I think they, I'm still confident that they are the best team in the division. It doesn't mean they're a great team overall, though. Yeah, I went big on uh, – I had a, a bet where I had the Bucks winning the division, and I'm kind of nervous because it was a – Were the odds good like, or no? They they were good. They oh. were like uh, minus like 150 maybe, which I thought at the time was yeah. an absolute slam dunk. Yeah. But it's not looking that way right now. So I'm getting kind of nervous about that. So they if they're going to put on the Jets, they have to start soon because I don't – they're running out of time. They have a couple uh, – well, I guess they have a pretty rough schedule coming up. They play the Panthers, which is easy, and then the Ravens, Rams, Seahawks, Browns, um, Saints, Niners. So they have a pretty tough schedule. That they, need to, so they need to get something going quick. Yeah. Yeah, they've it, – it's just the, the expectations were high. Now they're low. Similar to our next team, too, the Packers. I am not saying I, I called it, but – I thought Devontae Adams was going to leave a huge hole in this team. I just, Rodgers has always had a go-to guy. It just, to me, it seemed like it was going to be a much different feel. They've been up, they've been down, but they're not looking good. They're, they're struggling. You know, like we said, they're in danger of losing that division. You have Rodgers not looking good. The running backs can't you know, get enough touches, touchdowns, because the offense is, has been stalling. So what are your thoughts on, you know, the the Packers moving forward? Yeah, I think Rodgers needs to tone down his throats. I mean, he's putting balls in very tight windows. He's g- giving a lot of guys over-the-shoulder throws down the field. And I'm not going to say those are bad throws. And if you have a wide receiver with enough skill, like those are going to turn into big plays but his guys just don't have the talent for those kind of throws. Like he's got to tone it down. They have to play a more simple offensive scheme, um, get the ball out like quicker, easier. Um, Cause just, I can't count the amount of times that there's been like a good throw or like a medium throw that would have been a Devontae Adams catch that just ended up being either an interception or a drop pass because the receivers just aren't skilled enough to grab it. Yeah, you can tell they just, they don't have that rapport. It's obvious. Yeah. Alan Lazard is the best thing. 
Yeah, and I know you you said in the beginning of the season you weren't really like expecting them to do well, but like literally like the first game, like there was a what a wide open touchdown pass and uh, who was it the drop? Christian Watson. Watson, yeah, who's weirdly crazy. been never... injured since then. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> fucking um, Rogers probably just beat the shit out of him after <laughs> the game was over. Yeah, I, I think we all agreed that that was the uh, start and finish of his career where Roger, you know, Rogers, Brady, they're, they're types of guys where if you if you're dropping those passes, I mean, you're not getting any more. So, yeah, a, li- a little a little interesting that he was injured after that one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, what do you think? You think they're going to make a comeback at, at any point, or do you think they're just going to be mediocre throughout the whole rest of the season? My my prediction is that they are. I think for anyone, you know, I know we pick the games. I know you know people placing bets and stuff. I think they're going to be extremely frustrating. I think that they're going to be a team that can go off at any point. You have explosive guys, you know, Rogers, Jones, guys like that, where. I think they're going to have 40 point games, you know, where they win by 20 points and then they're going to have games that they just blow. I think they're going to be a very frustrating team where there's you see it for because, you know, what we've seen so far is there's games where it's like you you've seen it. They're back. They're good to go. And then other games, it's like, well, you know, they just absolutely blew it. And I think it's it's going to be a lot of the frustration, you know, Rogers week two uh, comes back against the bears, 27 to 10. And you're like, okay, good to go. They're back. They beat the bucks by two. They beat the Pats by three. They lose to the giants. Okay. They're not back. I, I think it's going to be very frustrating, but I'm favoring the, uh, the bad side as opposed to the upside. Yeah. I don't mind that pick. I don't think that's a, a bad uh, take on it because yeah, you mentioned that they lost the Giant or uh, the Giants, but they also lost to the Jets. Um, yeah, because I was thinking maybe oh, just they had a bad game against the Giants. Like maybe they didn't travel to London very well, and then immediately lost at home to the Jets. Which yeah, is, is, is it's tough to come back from. So yeah, I'm with you. I don't think they're going to do very well the rest of the season. Um, and I think their only hope at this point is to just make some moves, get a trade going. Sure. Find some guy off of waivers or or something. Just get get more talent on the offense. Yeah, so they they've definitely been struggling. And then I think the uh, the interesting teams to look at. So the conversation has been all season. You have the Seahawks and the Broncos. Russ goes from the Seahawks to the Broncos, and a ton of hype. I know we've talked about it at least once every episode how bad they've looked, and it still hasn't changed. They they really haven't, you know shown anything that proves they're a good team so Seahawks have been looking a lot better based on expectations I I thought they would be one of the worst teams in the league I did Broncos I would have top 10 maybe even top five I had high hopes and low hopes but Seahawks are looking good Broncos are not what are your kind of temperature checks on this I think I'm I'm room temp on the Seahawks, but I'm out, I'm out on the Broncos. I'm done. I I can't watch them anymore. It's yeah, nice. no, they're they don't have any more prime. They only have one more primetime game. Thank God. <sighs> um, but they must they must have Seahawks, stripped some. I'm sure they had like three at the beginning, and they just slowly started taking them off. 
Well, they, they have had, they've had four so far. The fifth yeah. one is coming up, I think, like week thirteen, which is you can't get more than five. Five's the max. Yeah. Most teams don't even get one. But um, yeah, Seahawks have been playing very good. Um, I think at this point, I don't. It's not confirmed, but it's pretty much exposed Russ as being a system quarterback, which is kind of crazy to me. Yep. Um, but Seahawks, I think for me, I have as warm. I mean, they're. I thought you said you, you thought they were going to be one of the worst. I thought they would be the worst. Yeah. Them and the Falcons. Yep. Um, but they're playing very well. Um, Geno Smith is playing very well. So I think that yeah, I think I, don't, I just Russ is just getting a slap across the face. He's playing bad, which would have which already is bad enough. But then you pile on top of that, the Seahawks are looking like very good. It's just a double slap in the face. I mean what. From pretty much everyone's perspective, it's it looks like he's a system quarterback. Yeah, it's just like it it makes no sense. Both of them make no sense. How is Russ this bad? How is Gino this good? The weapons are good. Tyler Lockett and DK, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. I know we, you know, kind of said, you know, maybe maybe these guys are better, maybe these guys are better, but I think it's close. Um, I think I, I, I think Seattle definitely has a slight edge, but I think Judy and Sutton have a lot of potential. But we, we don't know because it's very exciting because they have a good quarterback coming in. They haven't had a good quarterback for their career, but Russ isn't looking good. So it's no, it's really hard to tell. And I think, you know, the, the Seahawks have a real bet to finish the regular season with a better record than the Broncos, which is just wild to me. They had Javante Williams yeah. go down. So that hurt them too. You know, he was a a young star that people were drafting, you know, second round or so that people had a lot of first. We, or, yeah. we got him in second. Yeah. He was going first. Right. And a, a lot of hope for. And I just think this team, you know, we talked about kind of teams that we've seen and we know what to expect. We've talked about teams that we have an idea of what to expect of them being good or bad. The Broncos were not a good team last year. We had the idea that they would be good, but we had no idea. We were wrong because we thought with these free agent moves, you know, signings, everything like that, that it would change, but it really hasn't. They're still not a great team. And to me, I like Sutton. I like Judy because someone's got to catch the ball, but if it's Russ throwing it to you, I I don't know. And don't even get me started on the running backs with Melvin sitting Latavius Murray playing. Like, I don't even know what they're doing anymore. It's because Melvin fumbled too many times. Um, I think he was at like four fumbles and 25 attempts, so they just stopped giving him the ball. But they gave him three carries so he could feel special and then just sit with the, you know, angry, menacing eyes on the sideline every time they pan over to him. He looked like he wanted to go home. Yeah, he was definitely. I I don't blame him, though. I can't imagine watching that game live. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be tough. You you go in expecting to beat the guy, and then you only get three three attempts, which isn't really enough to do anything with. Well, you should so run for more than five yards on those three attempts too. So it's yeah, it's not probably. like that wasn't his fault. And, and JC Jackson was doing everything he could to end the uh, Russ sucks talks. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, so it's not good. It's definitely not good. No. So no, yeah, those are kind of what we what we have for the team. So, you know, like we said, kind of quick temperature check on those kind of the players too, but Getting into the bye weeks as well. So moving on to some of our bye week fill-ins. Like I said, we have the Bills, the Rams, the Vikings, and the Eagles for the bye week. So a lot of guys here, Tom Hines, give us 
Give us some of your guys that so we have uh, throughout the positions, running back, tight end, wide receiver, quarterback. Who are some of the guys you like for the bye week fill-ins, you know, based on these huge names that are out this week? Sure. Let's start with the the hard one, the uh, the wide receivers. This is, I think, got to be the worst bye week for wide receivers. These guys like, are all is... top 10. All four. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Four, four top 10 receivers. Um, Justin Jefferson. Uh, Diggs, Cup, and Brown. I mean, that's just three. Or sorry, not three. Four top ten wide receivers. And I could be wrong. I, three, three of the top three. Is that? I need to check on. Uh, uh, let me check Cups on Jefferson. One, Jefferson. Oh, Diggs is one. Sure. Oh, Diggs is one. Diggs is okay. one. Jefferson is four. Oh, Tyreek must be three. So three of the top four. <laughs> Yeah, so that's crazy. I mean, I really tried my hardest to find guys that you could fill in for this. The only thing I came up with was D-Hop, who was coming off of the suspension. Um, probably worth a start if you have one of these guys. And then um, I think Gallup has some value with Dak coming back. But that's, aside from guys we've already talked about on the show or the obvious ones, um, those are the two guys that I could think of that would be worth a start. Yeah, we've seen Gallup play well with Dak as a wide receiver three. Stepping in as wide receiver two opposite of C.D. Lamb, I think he's going to have a ton of success. With Dalton Schultz being really banged up too, there's a lot of targets. And Cooper Rush was winning games, but he wasn't really throwing a ton. So I like I, I like the Gallup one too. I think D-Hop will have a really good season. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore is out for the Saints. Marquise Brown is out for the Cardinals. And they have to throw to someone. And even if it's a guy that's not taking PEDs anymore, he he should get a lot of looks. Yeah, I mean, it's this is a really tough week for buys. Um, moving on to the next, like, really, really terrible position. Three top 10 quarterbacks throughout this week. Yep. Um, Allen, Hurts, and Kirk, all top 10 guys. Allen's one. I think Hurts is two, maybe. Um, and Kirk is 10. So that's just... Another kind of kick in the face um, for guys that can replace them. I had, I know we both talked about this before, but uh, Goff is a good option. Um, we have Dak coming back this week. So if you, I don't know in what situation you would have gotten, you found yourself with Dak and one of these other three guys, maybe Kirk Cousins and Dak. Um, but at least for me and one of my teams, he was on the waiver wire and I was able to pick him up and, and for this week to start, which was crazy. Yeah, uh, And then Tua is also coming back off injury. Yeah, these guys are uh, definitely by low candidates. This And this is probably something you probably should have done last week, too, or right off waivers. You know, Tua, Tua or Dak, based on potential and matchup, too, having Dak versus the Lions and Tua versus the Steelers, two of the most generous defenses this year. Yeah, for sure. And just a side note for any betters out there, I do not mind the over on the uh, Cowboys-Lions game. <laughs> okay, good to know. What is it? What's the line? I'm not sure. I have to, I'd have to double-check. I want to say the so, wrong so line. So you'll, you'll just hammer it, though, no matter what? Yeah, I think it was like 44. Like I'm, I'll pull up the numbers, but it's – let me – before I start – before I get sued by uh, DraftKings here, let me just – so 49 okay so it's slightly higher than what i thought it was i still like it though yeah 40 yeah i think 49 is doable yeah but it's high yeah that is high but they're good offensive well cowboys are a good defense lions aren't 
Uh, yeah, for sure. But the Lions also, aside from if you just forget about the Patriots, uh, are, are the number one offense in the uh, the league right now. So yeah, I think I think that they should have a, a, a nice bounce back week. Yeah, yeah. So those are good for um for quarterbacks too, like you said, and I think. For for running backs, yes, so I, I know we're not losing a ton of running backs, you know, Dalvin Cook, but if you have Henderson, um, you know, maybe Singletary or so. But, um, yeah, lo- looks like you have some good kind of fill-ins here with Walker and then Benjamin as well, kind of based on injuries. These are great guys to have because they're the starters. Yeah, I was just looking at the waiver wire the waiver wire and seeing kind of like what options there were because running back is really tough on waivers because – with a wide receiver, you can pick up a guy that has like a third string that has like a really good week, but teams don't usually just like throw their RB three in for just like for fun and have them get a lot of touches. So it's it's a lot harder. Um, but Benjamin has good value with James Conner out and Kenneth Walker as a starter last week. I think put up eighteen points, which is really good. So definitely like those two guys. If you have uh, Cook or any of the other guys that you mentioned, like Singletary or. Uh, Henderson yeah it's because like you said running backs can be hard so it's always good to have those backups like we said you know we talked about the handcuffs in one of our episodes and having Ken Walker for Rashad Penny having Benjamin for James Conner I think are they're very good fill-ins because those are teams that are going to run the ball and you know that's that's what we like that's what we like with the podcast name but that's what we like in fantasy too because these are Guys, you can get off waivers or trade for a low. And if they run into that starting position, they're going to be great values. Yeah, for sure. And um, moving on to more top 10 guys that are going to be on the bye week. Tight end, Dallas Goddard and uh, Higby, both top 10 yep. tight ends that are going to be gone. Yep. Um, also, Dawson Knox, if, if anyone's playing him. I think it's like the 24 right now. But um, Goddard and Higby, definitely two big losses. Um. I like Tunyon a lot. I've always liked Tunyon a lot. I'm kind of biased just because who else on the Packers is going to catch stuff? Not many. Um, and I like Everett because he's the PRK9, I think. PRK9 tight end, which is good. Yeah. And then um, I put in Hill here if you really want to gamble. Throw in Taysom Hill. I mean, he goes into the tight end spot. It's not cheating. <laughs> That's and true. Just, just pray you see the wildcat come out at the goal line basically yeah it's like one of those where you're not expecting that many points from your tight end so if he gets you like two or three points it's like okay it's not a huge deal but can can win the week so i it's not it's not the worst strategy yeah because he had i mean i was checking it before the episode so he had a week with 15 which would be really good Mm -hmm. a week with 34 which would be unheard of for a tight end aside from kelsey um, but then he also had 1.4, 8.1, and 4.5. So it's tough. Yeah. You just, yeah, you have to catch him on the right week. And the only way to do it is play him and <laughs> play him every week pretty much because you never know. Yeah. But if, I mean, if you're a high stakes guy, then I guess that would work out. That could work out pretty good for you. And then you got uh, the most important one you got the defense here, too. Yes. I got saw, okay. So more top 10 guys. So I wasn't going to put this on here until I realized that the Bills have the PRK one defense and the Eagles have the PRK three defense. And I don't usually think about defenses that much, but the waiver wire this week for defenses was bad. Yeah. Um, the Jets are somehow the PRK six. If you can manage to get those guys off waivers, um, and the Jags I think are 
top 10, but they just put up negatives. Mm-hmm. I think they put up negative four last week. Um, they're the PRK 10, and they put up, yeah, negative four last week. So I guess take it if you want to. Um, but, yeah, so that's every position um, has had, except running back. Is Dalvin Cook top 10? He's, uh, he's borderline, 11. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, 11. So aside from running back, we've had at least two top 10 PRK ranks for every position out this week, which is yeah. really tough. Yeah, so like you said, having the having the Bills D, having the Eagles D, you're pretty much playing them every week. They're kind of those. So, um, yeah, waiver wire is not great for this one, but I think kind of the the fill-ins. I do like some of those tight ends that you know you can get. I think the tight ends and quarterbacks you probably have the best bet for this week. There's some some pretty good matchups that you can kind of go off of, but this is uh, this is a heavy hitter. This is a tough one. You know, these are four strong teams in well, not the Rams there terrible but strong teams in the league and strong players in fantasy too so definitely uh definitely try and pick some of these guys up hopefully it gets better after this though i think pretty much most teams are struggling on this bye week yeah and i actually i i saw something online i don't want to say this is true because i don't know but i i I read that just fantasy scoring as a whole is down like 15 to 20 percent no way from where it was last season wow that's insane yeah yeah so just a tough a tough season for fantasy if that is to be believed i don't know if it's true or not but i i couldn't find anything on it online i did look oh nice um if I find some official numbers, I'll throw it on the uh, the Instagram. Okay. All right. But apparently, it's been a really rough year. Yeah. So it is. Yeah, it, it is tough. The bye week fill-ins are are bad. But the good thing is, if you have a lot of guys this week, you get them out of the way. You can prepare for the rest of the season. So this is what we have for our temperature checks for teams and players that have been, you know, very strong, very weak throughout the season and our bi-week fill-ins as well so like we said back this week we will be uh we'll be going every week unless something terrible comes up but we're gonna make the time for it we'll put together a post too so you guys can see this stuff but uh yeah we'll we'll be back next week with some more info for you guys thanks well we got a situation robbie anderson has just been apparently kicked out of the game 